Hi friend, it's 2020, and let's be real. If you're anything like me, this year is not going the way you planned. It may feel lonely, scary, disappointing, or even overwhelming. But especially in times like these, and no matter what life stage you're currently in, do you find yourself longing for something better, something real? When all else has been stripped away, what matters most? Maybe like me, you wonder about things like restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. And truth, I am on an imperfect journey of pursuing Jesus Christ and what it looks like to find those things in relationship with Him. It's a journey I committed two years ago when I dedicated my life to following Christ. And it's a journey I invite friends to explore with me, even if, and honestly, especially if, you don't know what path you're on. So for those who are skeptical, curious, or just need some encouragement, can I get an amen? (laughs) This podcast is for you. Please come along with me as we journey together towards finding something real. Welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast. This is your host, Janelle Wood, and I'm thankful you're listening today. Well, friend, it is still 2020. (laughs) And we started back in January talking about clarity on this podcast, and we're still doing that. Clarity means we're looking for transparency. We're looking for what's real. And we've been talking about clarity around different issues, issues that I personally sometimes uh, struggle with or want more clarity in, and maybe that resonates with you too. So far, we've talked about clarity on how to stay encouraged, clarity on healthy marriage relationships, Clarity on Confidence, and last month we talked about clarity around living with the gospel. In other words, what difference does the message of Christ coming to earth, dying for our sins, and then rising from the dead, what difference does that make in today's crazy, upside-down world? And I have to say, last month was full of guests who shared points about the gospel that I've never considered before, and I've been a Christian for uh, what feels like a long time. So I'm loving the topics we've been covering, um, and last month really encouraged me during this season, and I hope it encouraged you too. This month, we are talking clarity around living on purpose. In other words, how do we live intentionally when life is messy and not as we planned? If you want to get the reflective questions uh, that will challenge you to wrestle and go a little deeper with each month's topic, you can access them via my website at JanelleWood.com. Just look for the section at the top of the page that says Clarity 2020. Today, I am very excited to be talking to a friend and her daughter. I've been blessed to get to know Ann Givens as she's been a speaker at a women's retreat I host in my home. Our mutual friend, Crystal Hurst, also a former guest on this podcast, introduced us, and I'm so thankful that she did. Anne has been married for 35 years. She and her husband have three children and four grandchildren. She has a passion for women's ministry and loves to sing and worship. I'm so excited to welcome my friend, Anne. Anne, welcome. Thank you. (laughs) And Anne, today I'm also excited to welcome your daughter, Yvette Henry. Yvette is a wife, mom, and co-host of the How Married Are You podcast. Isn't that a great name? (laughs) She also hosts the Yvette Unplugged podcast. And I have to say the photos of her family on Instagram are very beautiful. Yvette, thank you for being here today as well. 
Thanks for having me. Yay. Yvette, before we get started and I ask you guys some questions, do you mind telling people a little bit about what your podcasts are about and maybe what's the best way for people to find out more about what you're doing? Okay. Um, so the marriage podcast is just a podcast where my husband and I, we feel like, um, we feel like growing up, there are things that we never were really aware of as far as like our parents' marriages or relationships and then, um, other relationships that we saw. So we try to just share our actual experiences Mm-hmm. Um, we feel like through our transparency and vulnerability, we can kind of help set up like people who are not married for success or people who are married, we can provoke conversations that maybe they're not having. Yeah. Um, but we just kind of sit down and talk about whatever it is that we're going through, or we address things that we've seen in the media that we thought maybe we can have some, add some insight to. And we even accept, um, questions from our listeners who are going through things and we kind of just give our little two cents on those. And we try to do it from the lens of like our faith and just mm-hmm. a biblical perspective as much as possible. Um, and then Yvette Unplugged is a podcast that I, you know, the Lord kind of prompted me to do that. I was taking a shower one day um, back in January and I was like, I think this is what I want to do. And so it's just me. I've been on my own journey to kind of learning more about myself. And um, I kind of sometimes I feel like I'm rambling. My listeners say they don't feel like I'm rambling, but it's basically <laughs> me just sorting through my thoughts and feelings and sitting with those for a while. And so um, if you want to find those things, you can probably just, the easiest way is to find me on Instagram, Mrs. Melanin, M-R-S-M-E-L-A-N-I-N. And I have links to the podcast on there. Awesome. I'll also put it in the show notes. So if anyone is listening to this on my website, you can grab those on there. And I've listened to a couple of your podcasts, Yvette, and I love them. I think they're so, they feel so raw. And I think that um, I haven't listened to your marriage podcast yet, though, but I might have to listen to it now. <laughs> it was actually really fun. Back in February, my husband and I co-hosted and, and talked about our marriage on this podcast. And it was really fun being vulnerable um, about our relationship. And it, it was almost therapeutic for us mm-hmm. to talk about ways that not only God has carried us through, but some of the struggles that we still have, you know, yeah. so... Um, and I also know just having talked with the Anne and also, um, you know, following her on social media and, and following you a little bit that you guys have a pretty, what seems like a pretty special bond. Have, has it always been like that? Have you guys always been close, you and your mom? Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How, how did you do that, Anne? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? Yvette was that child, not that this should discount my other two, but (laughs) she's, she's just been that kid that just did things right and Mm -hmm. just had a goal for herself, you know, and she was just easy to raise. She really was. Mm -hmm. She was easy to raise. You know, my, my girls are getting older. I have a four-year-old and an eight-year-old girls. Um, how did did it change when she became a teenager? Was it harder? Because people always warn you it's going to get a lot worse, you know, does it? It didn't. Not with Yvette. <laughs> and you know what? Um, 
my mother-in-law would say stuff like, oh, you just wait. That girl is going to give you some times, you know, and Yvette never did. I can Mm -hmm. remember probably two times that she, you know, got a little beside herself and it shocked me because that's, that wasn't her MO. Mm -hmm. So, um, but for the most part, I promise you, and I'm not exaggerating. She was just easy to raise, easy to be with. And um, I think she was afraid of getting whippings. (laughs) (laughs) I think she was just scared. And she thought, you know what, let me do the right thing. Because when I see my mom or dad, you know, my brothers, I don't want that. So, yeah. And she grew up knowing what she wanted to do, how she wanted to do it. And... um, when Glenn asked her to marry him, that was really um, out of the out of the plan because she mm-hmm. she was a planner. So, and I say out of the plan, like it the timing was off, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The timing was off, but it was it was a good thing. She mm-hmm. swayed from her plan. Mm-hmm. So that's. Uh, kind of segues into what I wanted to talk a little bit about. I've always been a dreamer slash planner, right? You know, you kind of have these ideas in your mind of how your life is going to go. Um, and lately, life is not going the way that I planned. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm guessing maybe it's not going the way that you guys planned either. How are you handling this crazy world right now? And um, how do you live with intention or purpose when life doesn't go the way that you had planned? I was thinking ab- about that question. And one of the things my husband of 35 years drilled into me and my kids was, you know, he was a Marine and he would always tell us to adapt, adjust and overcome. <laughs> and 2020, per se, uh, really came in crazy. It didn't come in the way I think a lot of us planned, you know? This is not how I pictured the beginning of this year to be. So I, me, myself, I've done a lot of adapting and adjusting and in the process of overcoming all of this. And that's been through just really trying to I acknowledge that God is doing something totally, and I I don't know how this is going to sound, but out of the norm. I mean, he's not a normal God, but the things that the world is seeing right now is blowing all of our minds. But Mm -hmm. the gist of it all, I believe that he is totally in the midst of doing something to get all of our attention. So in order to adapt and adjust to that is to protect you know, to participate in whatever it is he's doing the way that I can participate. And I've Mm -hmm. taken on trying to just be inspirational to people and encouraging and just trying to be positive in this season. So that's how I've been being intentional and living on purpose. Yeah. I love that. Um, I was just listening to a sermon, I think it was yesterday when I was doing laundry, 
by Stephen Furtick about um, <laughs> getting back to normal. Mm-hmm. And when you said, you know, God's doing something out of the norm, it does, mm-hmm. it does feel that way. Like, yeah. <laughs> if this isn't normal. <laughs> um, but anyway, the sermon, it was interesting because it was about, um, you know, Actually, I didn't. I don't think I finished listening to it. I need to listen to all of it. My friend suggested I listen to it, but it was kind of a, about surrender. I think you know, and it's really hard when you're, at least for me, as a planner, um, as somebody who has dreams and goals that I kind of fill my mind with sometimes um, mm-hmm. to surrender those things when life goes, you know, not the way right. I planned. Yeah. Um, how about you, Yvette? I feel like the biggest thing um, that I've been doing is just kind of allowing myself to feel the disappointment. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times when um, things happen, I will just kind of stuff my feelings down and be like, "You, it's, you don't need to feel that. Especially for me, I'm just realizing that like with everything that's happened here in 2020, not much has changed. For our family, like our the way that we do things is still very much so the same. My husband owns his own business per se, and the way that he makes income was not impacted, and our health is still good. And there's just not very much, very many things that are in jeopardy. And I have this problem with comparison. So I like to do this yeah. where I compare, like, oh my goodness, so and so, they're their income just got cut by 70% or um, they've been let go completely or, you know, like I just yeah. always see that somebody else is way worse off than I am. And so I, I'm like, okay, well then you don't need to feel any kind of way. And mm-hmm. so for me, I've just kind of been allowing myself to feel my feelings and grieve in a way that, um, and I, I hate to use the word grieve, but that's just the word that keeps coming to my mind. Yeah. Because there are things, there are plans that I um, had, there are rhythms that I had established with our nanny that I am now are being interrupted because she's not able to come into our home anymore. And so um, I don't know. I just feel like for me, the biggest thing that I've been allowing myself to do is feel those feelings. And then by acknowledging them, I'm able to kind of move forward, if that makes sense. like. And it's not like they don't catch me off guard. So like when they come bubble to the surface, I was like, okay, yes, I do feel this, but I still got to push through. And like my mom said, my dad has always said, adapt, adjust and overcome. And (laughs) it's funny because I have literally typed those words in text messages to friends to Mm -hmm. help encourage them as well. But yeah. Adapt, adjust, overcome. (laughs) How do you, I, so let me think of how I want to phrase this. I think sometimes having grown up in a Christian home, um, and did you grow up in a Christian home too? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes I feel guilty for feeling um, angry <laughs> or feeling like really frustrated, you know, like kind of what you were saying, Yvette, like you feel like, oh, I don't have a right to feel like this because so-and-so over here is actually in the hospital or this person yeah. over here. Mm-hmm. And um, and sometimes I struggle with how do I process these feelings with um, against the backdrop of who, that I know who God is, you know, and 
have you guys figured out a way to do that <laughs> in a way that still glorifies God, but it's and purpose driven, but is honest and real? Because I, I think sometimes we don't, at least in the past, I haven't always done a good job of that, of allowing myself, like what you were saying, you know, to just, to just mm-hmm. cry or to have a pity party. You know, sometimes I shame myself for feeling that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. How do you do that well? And then, you know, get up. <laughs> I, um, it's funny because I'm a part of a mom's group that meets every week. And this semester, the theme was faith. And when they first introduced the theme of faith, I was like, I don't need this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've got some really good faith. Like, what's going on? Why are we spending time on this? Very selfish thoughts that I had. Um, but it was kind of a thing where it's like, oh, this is cool. But, you know, I don't know if I'm in a season where I really need this. And the funny thing is, is that one of the, um, it's not actually funny, but you know, one of the thing, one of the speakers spoke on, um, sorry, excuse me. She spoke on stones of remembrance. Mm-hmm. And basically that is like kind of bringing to recollection the things that God has already done for you in your life. And yeah. like in the moments where it seems like your faith should be like, I don't want to say non-existent, but when it's harder to believe in the goodness and faithfulness of God and just who he is and the ways that he has come through before, Mm -hmm. that you have those stones of remembrance to kind of lean on and press into. And so for me, in times like this, that's basically what I'm doing. I feel like, you know, um, God, (laughs) he's made so many ways before and he will continue to do that. And I've also been pressing in with scripture and just, you know, just knowing what is true of his character mm-hmm. is so important for us as we like move forward, because I feel like sometimes we can kind of just forget. It's kind of like, okay, this might be a stretch, but in my marriage, a lot of the times we have to remind ourselves that we are on the same team, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like the same is true within our relationship with God. Like, he he desires to see us win and he desires to see us grow. And even if the way that he makes those things happen isn't necessarily how we would want it to happen, yeah. um, he's still good and he's still faithful, you know? And so, mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like that's where I'm at with it. Yeah. Well, I think I heard you say, Janelle, uh, feeling a little shame Mm. Did I hear that right? Yeah, in the past I have, you know, felt Mm -hmm. like (laughs) I shouldn't, a good Christian wouldn't feel like this right now. Okay. Okay. My thoughts on that is that we are all human. We are not God. And we're going to have those feelings and it's okay. And it's really okay for someone whose faith isn't as strong as yours to see or hear that for a minute, you know, to so that you can appear to be human to that other person. Mm-hmm. I just, I just believe in being genuine and real and raw with my feelings, but then bringing it back to the faithfulness and the sovereignty of God. Yeah. You know, saying even though I feel like this. 
um, I know that God is in control and I know that these things may have caught us off guard. Um, we definitely wasn't prepared or had planned for a pandemic. So, <laughs> and so I think, you know, there is reasons the the whole issue is another tool for the lack of a better word for God to use to form us into the women, into the people, into the men that he wants us to be. Mm-hmm. I, I just believe that this time is, um, we are to be intentional about how we move in this season because mm-hmm. we don't want to come out of it. I know I don't want to come out of it being the same way as when I went into it. I want to yeah. come, I'm, I'm excited. I, I find myself getting really excited about, oh, how are things going to be after this? And I don't even know at this point if it's going to be an after this, because I know life is <laughs> going to be so different for all of us. I mean, but um, I just believe in showing genuine feelings so that other people will not look at me like I'm just above feeling tired or frustrated or like, man, I'm ready to go out and go to the store and go shopping. I'm tired of being at home. (laughs) You know, I'm not, I just feel like being genuine. Yeah. And times like these will be helpful to other people. Yes. I love that because um, last night I was watching a YouTube video and it was Mercy Me and someone had shared um, this little video. It, it, I think the song was Even If, and mm. um, he was talking, um, the lead singer of Mercy Me was up there and he was talking about having written the song. And the whole thing was, sometimes life sucks. <laughs> it's yeah. really hard. Exactly. And he was talking. And so, I think the whole song was written in his response to his um, oldest having type one diabetes and just feeling like this is crazy, you know, and this guy, he was sharing all this and it was such a testimony to hear him struggling and then to sing the song of basically what you were saying, Yvette, like stones of remembrance, right? Like even if, even if you don't, I'll still praise you. Um, And something that my kids and I have started doing, which has been like really powerful is in the morning we'll do like a, and it's not every morning, but we'll do like a devotion time or a prayer time. And in our prayer time, what we've started to do, my kids are ages four, six, eight, and 10. Um, We've started to just um, start by praising God for who he is. So we'll use adjectives to describe him as we're praying. And so we'll take a moment for my kids to like popcorn prayer, like things that God is, you know, he's handsome, he's awesome. And to hear my little kids, you know, talking to God like this, it's like such a reminder of who he is. And then we move on to thanking him for things that he's actually done in our lives, you know, and by the time we get to our prayer requests, man, I'm just ready to give it all to him, you know? (laughs) And uh, it's amazing how kids have that ability to remind you (laughs) of uh, the simple things of being okay, like what you were saying, and of just being vulnerable. Because when we're vulnerable, other people encourage us, other people that, hey, we don't have to be perfect because nobody is. None of us are God. Right. Um, 
Yeah. So some of the people who listen to this podcast are not sure about God or relationship with him. And I'm just curious for both of you, why does living with purpose include following Jesus Christ for you? And why do you follow him? You had emailed out these questions beforehand. And I was like, you know, for me, there's just no other option. And exactly. it's really hard for me to um, answer the question, like, why do you follow him for people who are non-believers? Because it's just, it's just something I, I don't, I don't know. I guess maybe it's because I grew up in a Christian household. And so I've just always, I've never known life without him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just continue to follow him because he's just been so faithful in my life. Um, and I feel like a lot of times when people like, so my husband and I, we kind of live our lives in the public eye. We have um, a family vlog that we do. And a lot of our followers, um, many of them know that we are believers, but we don't necessarily explicitly say God or Jesus or whatever like that. And so it's always beautiful to me that when we do, sorry guys, Uzi's here. Um <laughs> it's always beautiful to me that when we do start, when we do have conversations on the channel about God, people in the comment section will will say things like, I knew there was something different about you. And now I know what it is. And so I've always valued like that being a thing where it's like, when people ask me, why are, why are you able to just have so much joy right now? Or, whatever, those are the types of things that I can use to um, express and be like, you know, it's the Lord. Like, I don't really know how to explain it fully, but this joy that I have, the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away um, type situation. I agree when Yvette said there is no other option. I, I think there isn't any other option and I cannot even imagine going through life without God. I I can't even imagine that. I can't imagine going through a death of a loved one, um, this pandemic. I can't even imagine going through losing my job or anything without God. Yes, I have my husband who I can come and cry on his shoulders, but there is nobody. There is nothing like the love of Jesus and the dependence that I have on him and the, and the assurance that he is going to bring me through it because, um, he has plans for me, you know, he, Mm -hmm. he wants what's best for me. So, um, I, I believe that I rest in that. I thrive in the fact that I am his child. And just like me, I try to do whatever I can to protect all three of my kids. And now I have four grandkids and I I would do whatever I can. And just to think that God loves me even more than that, even more than that, and cares about my being. So yeah, there. I I do live on purpose for Christ because he is so 
he is just so loving and so faithful, so just faithful mm-hmm. to me. And I have so many reference points where when I thought I couldn't, he came through <laughs> and just made it happen for me. Uh, Lord, it's mm-hmm. just, I depend and trust on him for everything. And I just don't see myself being able to lean and trust on my husband like that, because outside of God, that would be the next person I would think, you know, would be that person that would um, provide and, and he's human. He's man. So, yeah. I guess the follow-up question to that for either one of you or, or both of you, whoever wants to answer this, but have you ever gone through a season of doubt, doubt in God's existence or doubt that he's able or just, you know, wrestling with faith? I have not personally. Um, I have had, I was going to say this a moment ago, but I was going to say that it's okay too. at least for me, I'm finding that it's totally fine for me to express frustration with God and how he's going about fulfilling like his plans for my life. Um, and like, it's not that I doubt who he is and what he's doing, but it's just that we aren't on the same page and it's frustrating. And I feel like, (laughs) I feel like it's okay for him, like for us to express that to him. I feel like he wants that authenticity and that vulnerability and that just like, because he is like, we're in relationship with him. He's not just this, this being upstairs who, um, you know, who's just like moving monopoly pieces across the board. He, he, he's in relationship with us. And I feel like in relationships, we experience tension and we experience, we experience all kinds of emotions and things. And so um, I haven't necessarily been in a season like that, but I have had moments where it's like, Lord, I am so irritated by what is happening right now. Can you like kind of show me what you're doing, like what you're working out? And I feel like that's another thing is just staying attuned to like in the midst of this or this pandemic that we are all kind of just not just living, not just getting through it, but growing through it, like understanding Mm -hmm. what it is that the Lord is desiring to change in each one of us. But I think more holistically, like I really do believe, like my mom was saying earlier, that there is something bigger going on here. Um, And if we can all just like stay aware of it and be attentive to it, then it'll be good for all of us. Yeah. I agree. And Janelle, when you ask that question, and anytime anyone asks me that question, I go back to the year of 2007. And I used to call that year a year of hell because I just felt like I went through so much hell, excuse my expression. <laughs> but what what then now that I've grown up, I I look back and I um I refer to that year of being growing up in Christ even more mm-hmm. so. That year I lost a sister 
in um, May. And then in July, I lost my mom. And then September, I lost a niece. And then when I thought it was all over in December, my husband got sick. And then I realized my youngest child was then trying to become someone that we didn't grow him into becoming. Mm -hmm. So that was a year where a whole lot of stuff was happening. And I found myself saying, okay, I don't understand because I try to live my life, right? Lord, why are you allowing all of this to happen? And I know that was a year that Mm -hmm. I grew up. I'm getting even emotional thinking about it because it was it was a powerful year in my life. And that's when my walk with Christ took another turn. And it turned to um that that year was when I realized, you know what? You can't you can't be fake and phony. The Lord took me through a lot of stuff that year for other people's sake, because since then I've been able to help people with um, a lot of things that some people would be embarrassed to even say they were going through. And then when they come to me and say it, I'm very calm, cool, and collected because the Lord had already took me through that. And I think it was for them. (laughs) <laughs> it was something going through it, but yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, I think it's, I love that you shared that because I don't know who I was talking to um, a few weeks ago. Actually, this might've been a few months ago, but they were saying, you know, when hard things happen, uh, either we can turn away from God or we can turn towards him and mm-hmm. uh, go deeper with him. You know, and um, and if I, I talk to anyone who's walked with the Lord and gone through hard times, which most of us will go through hard times, it's not a matter of, you know, if, it's a matter of when. Um, mm-hmm. Jesus said, we will have trouble in this world. Um, they always, it's not that they would repeat that time, but it's, they wouldn't change or trade any of it uh, for the closeness that they, they got with Jesus. Um so uh, I appreciate you sharing that, Anne. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, just wrapping up our conversation a little bit here, do either of you have any practical tips or resources that have helped you stay purpose-filled during this season? Um, and what tips would you give to someone who, um, Anne, you just talked about going through a really painful time. I know there's some of us where, Maybe um, this whole COVID-19 thing is, um, it hasn't disrupted our lives too much. Uh, Mm -hmm. It it might be more annoying. Um, And then there's some people who are losing family members, you know, and this is very, very hard. So um, how do you stay purpose-filled and um, focused when life feels so uncertain? For me, I've... I've just been really, this time, you know, since churches are even closed down and 
there all on YouTube or Facebook Live or, you know, the social media, it has allowed me to go and look at other services. And I've appreciated that. I've appreciated being able to go in. And just yesterday, Janelle, my son and I was watching Stephen Furtick. I had to leave and it was interesting that you brought him up, but yeah, so I've been able to tune into other services and people like um, Dr. Tony Evans mm-hmm. and Bishop T.D. Jakes and of course my pastor, Pastor Pat Lynch, but um, I just find myself just searching for stuff like that and during the week I've caught Crystal Hurst or Evans, no, yeah, Hurst. yeah, Evans Hurst, mm-hmm. yeah, I've caught her coffee with Crystal, and so I just try to just, um, and right now I'm reading a book by Tony Evans called The Kingdom Prayer, hmm. and I thought for such a time as this, I need to know more about Kingdom Prayer. So I've just been trying to indulge myself more into you know, just being immersed in, and then now that I'm home working from home, it's been really easy to mm-hmm. do that. So I've actually been enjoying that. So mm-hmm. those are the, that's my approach. I love that. How about you, Yvette? I would say um, I'm in a very similar space as far as just being very mindful of the type of content mm-hmm. that I'm consuming. Um, I, I enjoy listening to podcasts, so I am always looking for a good podcast, um, episode and specifically right now, I, (laughs) I'm doing more diving into Enneagrams and understanding Mm -hmm. them better. I don't know if you guys have heard of that at all, but, um, I feel like this pandemic with like us being at home and then just relationships that you are used to seeing people in person. And I feel like dynamics are changing. And so for me, with the Enne- with studying the Enneagrams and studying it from a biblical perspective, um, I feel like it's kind of helping me to be more aware of the my loved ones, like my friends, um, just knowing how to be there for them during this time. And what would work as an approach to supporting them and just checking in on them. Because I feel like with this pandemic, it could be really, it could be two things. It could be, I feel like for some people, it's bringing them closer together. Like I feel like some people are um, interacting with people more now than they Mm -hmm. were before. And then for other people, it's an easy way for them to kind of hide and, you know, fall behind the shadows because it's like they have an excuse as to why <laughs> they don't see you or talk to you or whatever. And so, I don't know. I feel like studying the Enneagrams has kind of been helpful for me to just kind of knowing how to approach certain people and yeah. relationships. Um, also, I too have been listening to lots of different sermons. I've even been going into the archives for some of these um, ministers who often share their sermons online um, and reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, oh, and then the other one, which I haven't been able to do. I mean, with four kids, <laughs> seven and under, it's it a little yeah. bit challenging. <laughs> but um, 
journaling. Journaling is such a helpful tool for me to be able to just get things out that I don't necessarily, like, I know this is wrong, but that I don't necessarily feel I'm allowed to Mm -hmm. express out loud. Sometimes if I just write them down and it's between me and God or whomever, then it's just, it's, it's very, it's very healthy. It's very feeling for me. Um, and then I'll share one last one if that's okay. I don't know if you guys have heard of this thing called lifesavers, but it's, um, it's a thing that you do in the morning where you wake up and you, you wake up your, the goal is to wake up an hour before you usually do. And then the savers is the actual acronym. So S stands for silence, which is when you do meditation and prayer. A stands for affirmations, where you kind of just encourage yourself or whatever. V stands for visualization, where you would kind of just imagine yourself doing each thing step by step that you need to do to accomplish your goals type situation. And then E is exercise. I usually do like a mini, just like sit-ups, like one cycle of something. And then R is reading. And I usually try to read my scripture in my Bible and S is scribing. And um, one of the things that I actually, I forgot who it originally is from, but I heard it from Melissa Beth Key um, Mm. that she's been doing is like setting a timer for 10 minutes and just copying scripture. Mm. So like, let's just say she's choosing like the book of Philippians for example, and you just sit down from verse, from chapter one, verse one, and just set the timer for 10 minutes and just copy the scripture. And there's something that happens where the scripture, even though it feels like it's just an exercise of you copying it, that is actually getting into your spirit and your mind. And so that oftentimes when you're like going through your day, you can recall scriptures that you have Hmm. written but like it's that. a fun exercise that I recently said. Hmm, let me try yeah. That Are you actually getting up an hour earlier? So for me, that's why I'm saying I'm not consistent with it. I've always tried to do that. Like that's just, I've always been an early bird. My husband's a night owl where he's a lot more productive at night and I am a lot more productive in the mornings. Mm-hmm. Um, but with my 10 month old still nursing, when I get up, like my alarm always goes off at 5.30 a.m., but every morning I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily able to get up just because he might wake up with me and need to be nursed or whatever. So, hmm. but I will just do an abbreviated version of that if I can. But again, I am not consistent with it, but it is something that when I do do it, my day is just set off so much better. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I love that. I That's a too. great. I'm going to steal all that. I wrote it all down. <laughs> if you're listening right now, write that down. That's and really you can tip. Pinterest it too. <laughs> you can Pinterest it too. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's awesome. I, um, I'm trying to think of the name of the self-help guru that does Tony. What, what is his last name? You know, um, he does all the big things. I, I'm going to think about this as soon as this is over, but he has this saying where he says, what you focus on grows. And I love that idea of taking, you know, 60 minutes, 10 minutes each or whatever, and like saying, we're going to, you know, I'm going to intentionally do these things. Um, mm. A few weeks ago, 
I, um, my husband and I, we, we turned on Amazon prime and we're like, we gotta, we gotta find a show to get addicted to, you know, like so ridiculous, <laughs> right? Cause you know, it's a pandemic and like it's justified right now. And we start watching this show and we haven't watched anything for a long time. Uh, besides Mary Tyler Moore, I love Lucy. <laughs> like we love old, old shows and, um, we're weird like that. And it's because most of the new stuff is a lot of garbage, you know, and I don't want to fill my mind with it. But we we found something that we're like, oh, this is really interesting. We start watching it. And I'm not going to tell you what it was because it was kind of garbage. And then we get <laughs> addicted to it for like two weeks or whatever. And then I start realizing the fruit of that, which interestingly enough, Alyssa's husband, Jefferson Bethke, he has this whole thing where he talks about what is the fruit of what, whatever it is you're doing. And the fruit of us like watching this ridiculous show is we were exhausted. I felt like, oh, I want to watch my show instead of read my Bible. (laughs) All this ridiculous stuff, which sounds like so silly. And I could justify, oh, I'm just watching a show and binging on it like everybody else. And I could compare and contrast. And really, the Holy Spirit was just like, "Um, do you really want to spend your time doing this? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So anyway, that's confession. Um, (laughs) one, One final question I always ask people. The Finding Something Real podcast is about a journey towards restoration or redemption, eternity, authenticity, and love of those gifts that we can receive in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Which stands out to you the most in your life right now and why? The authenticity. Because there you can be genuine, you can be real, even in times like this. Mm -hmm. And you're not um, fake or phony. You're just real. You're real ex- in expressing your um, feelings, your frustrations, and allowing others to um, to be able to see that you're just as human as they are. But yeah. we're all going to get through this because um, God has a plan. We just have to find ourselves resting in that even when we flare up <laughs> when we flare up and say oh I'm so tired of this and then you can bring you know come back to your senses and say okay Lord I know you got this all in control you're mm-hmm. so in control but mm-hmm. yeah I just believe yeah that's mine it's mm-hmm. good Okay, so for me, the okay, so this thing happened a while back where um, it was at mom's group again, and we were given these like coins that had words stamped on them. And so sorry about Lucy, guys. Oh, I love it. Um, <laughs> we were given these words that had these coins that had stamps like words stamped on it and everybody was like grabbing a coin out and the word that they got everyone was like oh my goodness this word it speaks to me oh my gosh oh my it was like everyone was having these like super like deep moments and they could explain immediately why they got the word that they got (laughs) and I and I got my word and I'm looking at it and I'm like what the heck I don't know what this has to do with anything and the word was redeem. I think it was either redeem or redemption. Mm. And so as you asked this question, I went and I looked up, what does redemption mean? And I the de- the de- the the definition that I'm looking at right now is says the action of regaining or gaining possession of something 
in exchange for payment or clearing a debt. And that second part in exchange for, I don't know what I'm exchanging, but I would say that right now for me, I feel like I'm like, I'm regaining or gaining possession of the person that God has created me to be. Um, I feel like, and this may seem so odd, but I feel like I am on this journey to really like get to know myself to like the core of my being. And, um, and it's kind of a beautiful thing. Like it's something where I've realized for a long time, I have been who, um, and there is like elements of who I am that are genuinely me, but I do believe that some of who I have been has been for the sake of others. And so I kind of just want to be unapologetically me according to like who God has called me to be. And so I feel like right now that's where I'm at. I'm just in this process of regaining or gaining possession of Yvette. And I think it's probably happening because for my entire life, I worked up to becoming like a math teacher and married with kids. (laughs) And now I have left the profession and I am a stay-at-home mom. And I feel like my identity is kind of getting wrapped up in motherhood. And it's kind of, I don't know, I'm just feeling a little bit lost. And so I guess that would be my answer to your question Mm. is redemption. That's awesome. Well, ladies, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast today. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Um, So thank you. Thank you for taking the time you've had with your babies all around you. And and I know you're still working. So thank you both. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Yeah. (laughs) Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Finding Something Real podcast. If you love this series, or even if you're simply finding it moderately entertaining while living the limbo quarantine life, hey, that works too. Hit subscribe and come back next week when I'll probably be talking with another guest about finding something real in times of detours and disappointments. And if you're on Instagram, please come find me. I share Instagram live weekly podcast recaps at Janelle underscore M underscore Wood most every Friday at 1145 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So please join me for questions and fun live awkwardness. (laughs) You can also find some study guides I've created that I hope add joy and encouragement and challenge to you during this time. You can find those on my website at JanelleWood.com. Just look for Clarity 2020 at the top of the page. And now, just so you know, if you only remember one thing about this podcast, I hope that it's this. No matter who you are, Jesus Christ loves you and you have a purpose. May you truly believe it, friend. Until next time.